Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Kegolazo. Monday means a new dose of Fabrizio Romano. We discuss Eric Ten Hag and the reported interest, of course, as he maybe closes in on Manchester United by more question marks, perhaps. Tottenham closing in on a Champions League spot. What's the future? For Antonio Conte and Spurs, of course, we discuss Tyler Adams, Inter Milan, Ousmane Dembélé, is he happy, is he not happy at Barcelona, Darwin Núñez, the Uruguayan star, and so much more. Que golazo Mondays with Fabrizio Romano begins right now. Hey, everybody, welcome to Que golazo. Thank you so much for being part of the family. Que golazo pod on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Que golazo. We're nearly there to 11,000 subscribers. It's a Champions League week as we wrap up the quarterfinals. Fabrizio Romano, how are you, buddy? I'm great. I'm great, my friend. Thank you. It was a really uh, good and interesting weekend of football here in Italy, too. And now it's going to be amazing with Champions League. So I'm very good. And the transfer market is coming. Very quickly, huh? Man City, Liverpool. What a game, Fabrizio Romano. I loved it, huh? Did you like it? Fantastic. Fantastic. Another level, really. I was watching Serie A before City-Liverpool. Then when the game started... It's another planet, really fantastic. Two fantastic managers, players, the atmosphere, everything is really on another planet, in my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, Fabrizio, you're the owner of a club, Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp? <laughs> I am Klopp, Klopp side. Whoa, that was quick. I go with the energy. Fabrizio. Yes, yes. I love the energy. You know, I'm Antonio Conte fan, so uh, Klopp is closer. <laughs> <laughs> you love the energy. That's right. Yes, That's I right. Do. All right, Jurgen Klopp for you. I love it. I love it. All right, well, Fabrizio Romano's in the house. Make sure to follow. His content on Twitter, of course, and Instagram. Every Monday, you also see some beautiful Fabrizio Romano content on CBS Sports. Let's begin, Fabrizio. Eric Ten Hag, it seemed that everything is all set, but I'm reading as well that Eric Ten Hag as well, and obviously from your, truly from your reporting, that he needs to make sure that the laundry, the laundry list, the things that Eric Ten Hag wants, are being figured out. Obviously, no Champions League for Manchester United, it seems, sorry, for next season. Is that a major thing? Other components? What's the latest on Eric Ten Hag and Manchester United? Yes, more than Champions League football, that of course uh, is a problem when you're Manchester United, but it's not the focus now of the discussions between Eric Ten Hag, his representatives, and Manchester United. The big focus is on the project. Eric Ten Hag is used to work with Ajax since a long time in a very smart and fast way. We know the relationship he had with Mark Overmars, uh, how they worked together to sign new players, to extend the contracts, to sell players. So it was a, a very good machine at Ajax to prepare the project and then to have what we see now, one of the best clubs uh, around, around Europe. Uh, and so he wants to make sure that in case he joins Manchester United, he will have enough power to decide together with the board. He doesn't want to decide alone, but together with the board on new signings, on players' contracts, on the outgoings, which kind of players they need to sign, uh, what is the decision to be made with some players that are already the club,
club and maybe could leave the club in the summer. So he wants to decide together with the board. I give you an example. What happened with Donny van de Beek a few years ago, signing him and never playing him for two or three consecutive games after spending 40 million euros is something that it can't be accepted by Eric Ten Hag. This is not how Ternak works. So he wants to make sure that the project is very clear with his ideas with his coaching staff. So coaching staff is another point. Uh, the decisions into the club, many points about the project. And then this long-term project, because he wants to make sure that he has enough time to do it, to rebuild Manchester United. It means three years, four years maybe, not just one season, because it's impossible to change the situation in one season. He knows that he needs time to build a project. So these are the key points discussed. Manchester United are still working on it and confident. Ten Hag wants to join Manchester United, but at his conditions. So this is the key point now. Yeah, this is something I was thinking about ever since the story of Eric Ten Hag possibly going to Manchester United, Fabrizio. The fact that essentially it wasn't Manchester United interviewing Ten Hag, it was Ten Hag interviewing Manchester United. (laughs) And Manchester United needs to realize that if you want to get out of the rut, you used to be a great club purely because of the academy, the transfers, or Alex Ferguson being the prominent reason. But Eric Ten Hag has every right to say, look, what you I'm showing you the receipts here, Manchester United. You mentioned Van de Beek. So many things that you have done that are not good. They're not progressing. They're not progressive towards Manchester United. I need to make sure that I have control. It seems to me that it's absolutely necessary for Ten Hag to say this. Do you think Manchester United is going to agree to all of this? This is the point. They are discussing. I think they know that Eriton Hag is like this. He's only accepting in case everything is on his ideas and is very clear. And I think he's together with Ralf Ragnick on this point. Because, you know, Ralf Ragnick knows so well how important it is for Manchester United to avoid transfer mistakes. This is a key point for the club. And this is what Eriton Hag wants to make sure. So... This is the discussion. I'm sure that this week the feeling will be more clear. But around May United, they're still confident. So I'm convinced that mm, they are not negative now, despite some rumors around. They are still working on it and they're still convinced that Eric Ten Hag is the right man to do it. But they need to give him power. And this is how they can convince Eric Ten Hag. But I think there are very good chances. So you mentioned Ralph Ranić. How much control or say does he have after this season in the summer and beyond? Yes, he's a consultant of the board, so we know that he will decide together with the board about players, contrast, and this kind of stuff. But of course, he needs to be on the same point with the new manager. And he's always been happy with the solution, Eric Ten Hag. He approved Eric Ten Hag since November when they started to discuss Eric Ten Hag internally as potential new manager for the summer. So I'm sure that Eric Ten Hag knows about Ralph Ragnick supporting him in this decision. But at the same point, it's about the board. We know how important is the board at Manchester United. It is not a normal club on this side. It's not a fast club on this side. The board is very important. The Glazer family too. So he wants to make sure that everyone in the club is convinced about the direction it's going to, to be with, with Eric Ten Hag as new manager. Yeah, and ultimately it has to be agreed by the Glazer family. That's the final tick on the box. Do you expect just your own prediction that Ten Hag and Manchester United will make it happen? And if so, when? And when, I don't know, but it's not going to be long. It's not going to be like May or something like that. I expect that this month the decision will be made. But at the same point, uh, the feeling is still confident, it's still positive at this moment. So my answer is I see very good chances for Eric Ten Hag to become the new manager. But these points we discussed are not just details, are important points for Eric Ten Hag. So the discussion will continue in the coming days. All right, well, let's see if it happens before the end of April. Staying in the Premier League, let's talk about Tottenham, by the way. Interestingly enough, Antonio Conte was a possible candidate for the Manchester United job. 
maybe some Man United fans are rooting at the fact that that never happened because, my goodness, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about the scoreline, Fabrizio Romano, this past weekend, but Tottenham did obviously do a great job against Steven Gerrard's Aston Villa winning 4 nothing. And now Tottenham, by the way, due to the fact that Arsenal also lost and West Ham lost, of course, Manchester United lost. A fantastic weekend for Tottenham, of course. Are you surprised by how well your man, Antonio Conte, is doing after many said, and I said it, we put our hands up, you said it, a disappointing January transfer window, and look what's happened. I'm not surprised because when things are getting difficult, Antonio Conte is the best manager in the world. He's (laughs) used to this kind of situations. He's really used to this kind of situations. He loves to fight with different difficult situations. Uh, and not when everything is easy, with top players coming and this kind of he thing. He likes to never be happens. in the trenches. He likes to be yeah, in the trenches. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He loves it. And so I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because if you give him enough time, he's going to build uh, the mentality into the dressing room. And this is what's happening and what's changing at Tottenham. It's about the mentality. It's about the tactics too, because you can see now the system, the 3 5, uh, the 3 4 2 1 at Tottenham, but also the yeah. approach of the players on pitch is completely different. The winning mentality. Every time he's speaking in public, he's speaking about winning mentality, uh, the approach, uh, and all these kind of things is something that is building into the dressing room you know, day by day. And I'm told that into the dressing room, the atmosphere is completely, completely different. Thanks to Antonio, because with Antonio Conte, you have to go with his mentality or you're out of the team. It's so simple. And when you have top players like Harry Kane, for example, who see this kind of approach from the manager, this is the perfect match. And so I'm not surprised. I'm sure that Antonio will fight till the last game to, to have this Champions League spot, that he's already thinking about the future, because now he feels that everyone in the club is involved in this process to change the mentality and to have a winning mentality at Tottenham. So it's going to be a nice fight in the coming weeks, but I'm sure that Antonio has good chances to do it because, in my personal opinion, he's one of the best managers in the world. I always told you. No, absolutely. I mean, I agree. It's amazing what's happening. Kulusevsky, the best acquisition in January transfer window? Yes, in my opinion, opinion, one of the best, if not the best. Yes, and I'm surprised too because I had some dubs uh, because he's a young player, he was not playing at Juventus, Allegri was not trusting him. So, you know, arriving in Premier League, end of January, last day of January, uh, is not like arriving in July. You have the preseason, you can meet with your teammates and this kind of things. No, in this case, you are immediately on stage with Tottenham in, in Premier League, and he's been incredible. So congrats to Tottenham because they paid 10 million euros loan fee to Juventus on a two-year loan. But now they have the chance to buy him on a permanent deal for 30 or 35 million euros. It depends on what happens next season, but he will be Tottenham player. Don't worry, Tottenham fans, and they are more than happy with it. Yeah, no, they love Kulu, of course. All right, one, one thing. Let's say that, you know, let's play devil's advocate. Let's play the hypothetical game here, Fabrizio Romano. Let's say that Antonio Conte's Tottenham do get that fourth spot. What's the plans in the summer, do you think? To build an important team, because when Antonio says about ambition, it means to sign important players, to rebuild part of the team. So he's doing a miracle, in my opinion, with this team. But at the same point, he knows that it's impossible next season, especially if you have Champions League football. So another important competition to continue with the same team. So they need to sign many important players. When I say many, I mean like three, four important signings. Uh, let's see what happens because we always discuss about it when it's about Tottenham and Daniel Levy, but then at the end in the summer, the situation looks different. So let's see what happens. I'm sure that Antonio is now only focusing on this Champions League fight, this Champions League spot. And then at the end of May, we'll discuss with the club about the potential plans. But this is going to be Antonio Conte's situation. So important also for Harry Kane because they want to be together. They would love to be together next season, but it's up to Tottenham ambitions. So I'm sure that now they are only focusing on 
next games, but then end of May, they will have a meeting all together and decide about Antonio Conte's future and see what happens with Harry Kane's future. They will offer Harry Kane a new contract, but it depends on Champions League football too. Okay, are you ready, Fabrizio? Here's my, here's my prediction. You ready? Lautaro Martinez to Tottenham if they get Champions League. Makes I'm sense. Makes sense. They wanted him last summer. Huh? Could be a good possibility. Good prediction. They wanted <laughs> him, but Inter sold Lukaku to Chelsea, so it was impossible for them to sell both Lukaku and, and Lautaro. This summer, I think it could be a possibility. All right, Fab. Well, obviously, you know, that was my Lautaro Martinez prediction, but I want a prediction from you. I know you're an Antonio Conte lover, so I guess I know what the answer is going to be. Will Tottenham get fourth spot? I think they have very good chances, but I think Arsenal will be there till the last two or three games. So it's going to be an open one, but I think Tottenham have very good chances. Yes. And guess what happens in a few weeks on May 12th, Tottenham host Arsenal in the North London Derby. That should be a great game, Fabrizio. Oh, All right. Well, listen, let's move on here. Let's talk a little bit USMNT centric. Obviously, CBS Sports, Diego Lasso, a US based platform. We wanted to remind you as well that we have in soccer we trust. But here as well, we don't, you know, shy away from conversations regarding American internationals. Tyler Adams, Fabrizio Romano, to me, the most important player for the American side, definitely in recent years. I know Pulisic, I know Gio Reyna, Brendan Harrison, but Tyler Adams puts everything together. But he's kind of fallen down the pecking order at Leipzig. What's going on with him? Is there any interest, do you think, from any other clubs? He was a player on the list of Arsenal last January, but then was not a concrete option because Arsenal decided to wait till the summer before sending him a midfielder. He's always had a lot of interest around him from the Premier League. So I'm sure in the summer he could have some possibility to join some Premier League club or maybe Bundesliga club. Let's see what happens. But I see him on the move in the summer, honestly. Uh, he deserves to play. He's a really talented player, as you mentioned. So he's already people for him, of course, agents exploring the market. And so I'm sure that he has good chances to move in the summer, even because, as you mentioned, with Leipzig, they have different kind of plans with midfielders and maybe he's not a regular starter. Let's see what happens with the manager. But at the moment, Domenico Tedesco is in full control of the club. They're happy with him. Let's see what happens in the game with Atalanta because it's going to be really important for his future too. But at the moment, for, for Tyler Adams, there is a good possibility, I think, for him to move in the summer. And let's see what happens with, with Premier League clubs. Yeah, let's see what happens with Premier League clubs. Let's see what happens in Serie A, perhaps a little bit of American interest there as well. And speaking of Serie A, Inter Milan, even Perisic out of contract in June, Fabrizio Romano. Where next for the Croatian, by the way, especially in a World Cup year? Trust me, he's been the best winger of Serie A this season. He's doing something incredible. Even last season was very good with Antonio Conte, but this season he's performing an incredible level. So from what I'm told... He wants to stay at Inter, so his intention is to continue with Inter and to discuss a new contract, but they are discussing on the salary side, so this is why it's still an open situation. They will meet in the coming weeks to discuss about this salary situation and this contract situation. In January, he was an option for Chelsea, but then the player decided to stay because he wanted to be focused on, a, on Inter to fight for the, for the Scudetto, and so this is why Inter were not even thinking of selling Perisic in January. But now there are very good chances for him outside Italy with many clubs interested, but his priority is Inter. So they're going to discuss in the coming weeks. We're going to see what is next for, for Ivan Perisic, but I think Inter has good chances to extend this contract. Very, very good play. All right. Well, speaking of Serie A, Fabrizio, we're doing a little bit predictions with you. We like to have fun with you. We want you to give me your priority. You already told me about fourth spot for the Premier League. Serie A, my friend, this weekend, what is like... Who said it? I think our friend Heath Pierce. No, nobody wants to win Serie A at this point. <laughs> Inter Milan, obviously, they get a good win. Napoli lose to Fiorentina. AC Milan can't take advantage, and they just draw a stalemate 
on Sunday. What's going on, Fabrizio? It's Inter Milan or anybody. Who is winning Serie A? Who do you think? It's really complicated because you mentioned two weeks ago, Inter were like died in the race. So everyone said, okay, for Inter is over. Then when they won with Juventus and with Verona and everything changed it. And now it seems the same for Napoli, but I'm sure that it will be open to the last game. I am sure that we will have a crazy and wild last hours of Serie A in May because they are still there and it's a really tough league this season. It's really complicated to play with middle table Clubs like Bologna, Sassuolo, it's really, really difficult. And so the, the situation is complicated and it's going to be complicated for Inter in the coming weeks. Same is happening to AC Milan now. Many players are really tired. And so this is why I expect a crazy end of the season for Serie A. And I still see Napoli into the race, despite they lost with Fiorentina. And so Spalletti, after the game, the manager, he said, OK, it's over or something like that. But I'm sure that is not the truth. It's not the truth because they are going to fight till the last game. And for AC Milan, it will be the same. Inter are not going to have an easy, easy games in the coming weeks like with Roma in San Siro, with Jose Mourinho back in San Siro. So it's going to be a really crazy end of the season, but I think it will be open for the three clubs, Inter, Milan and Napoli. Wow, amazing. And you make a really good point. It speaks to the strength of Serie A, that the mid-table teams are causing a lot of headaches for all these favorites for the Scudetto, but it's going to be a great race, as you mentioned. Let's move to Spain for a second. Barcelona. First of all, I just got to tell you, Fabrizio, I keep talking about it. So I'll... I, I I have a weird obsession with Pedri. Like, I love him. Like, I think he's amazing. He's my favorite player. He scored a fantastic goal yesterday. Courtesy of Gabby, by the way. Like, you know, the teenagers putting it together. But anyway, we're not here to talk about them. I'm talking, I want to talk a little bit about Ousmane Dembele because, wow. I mean, obviously the Xavi effect, we've talked about it. You've talked about it, you know. But Ousmane Dembele, from being booed, right, to being applauded, at Camp Nou and standing ovations and stuff. And then Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang joining the calls for Osmani Dembélé to stay as well. What's the latest there? Because it seems that Xavi has really found the right touch, not just on the pitch, but with specific players. And Dembélé seems happy in this situation right now. Yes, he is happy. He's happy. And uh, as you mentioned, Xavi is the man who changed everything because the situation was really complicated even at the end of the transfer market in January on deadline day with Dembélé refusing many possibilities and now looks completely different. So what's going on? There was a meeting last uh, weekend, uh, between last week, sorry, between his agent, uh, Musa Sissoko, and Barcelona director, Matteo Lemani. It was a very positive meeting uh, to rebuild the relationship, but they're not discussing yet about the salary. And this is the key point. It's about the money, it's about the salary, it's about the project on the player. And so they're going to meet again, I'm told, in the following weeks. So let's see how it will end up between the agent and, uh, and Barcelona board. But Barca will try again. But they are offering exactly the same contract they offered in December. So if they want Dembele to stay, maybe they need an effort in the next meeting. So this is why I say in the next meeting we will have some answers, but I feel that Barcelona will try again for Dembélé, and Dembélé is open to speak with Barcelona. So let's see what happens, but he's now happy. Xavi completely changed the situation, and so the negotiation now has to start, and in a few weeks we'll have the final answer. Wow, wow. Okay, well, listen, I want to stay with Barcelona for a second because as we were taping, um, you know, some recent news came out from professional, uh, you know, reporter and you know journalist from Poland Sebastian Staseski saying about Robert Lewandowski apparently agreeing to a three-year deal with Barcelona it's uh, catching a lot of attention right now the deal is to cover a three-year contract there were offers as well obviously from major clubs including PSG Man City Liverpool but apparently Robert Lewandowski is off to Barcelona 
it seems that Xavi has his man. That's the reports coming from Poland. Do you have any information on this? Well, the information I have on Lewandowski is that his representative, his agent, his big agent, Pinizavi, one of the most important in Europe, is in a very good relationship with Barcelona. He had direct discussions with Barcelona, and they're speaking about the length of the contract and not just the salary. So there are conversations between Lewandowski and Barcelona, but he's still waiting for Bayern to make an official proposal to extend his contract. So from what I'm told, nothing is 100% decided yet, but it's absolutely true and sure that Lewandowski is speaking with Barca, that he's attracted by Barcelona. And this is an important point because you need to remember maybe that Mo Salah was discussed for Barca a few weeks ago and mm. I always told you he's not tempted by this La Liga move. Mo Salah is not focused on La Liga. He's not out of respect for Barcelona, but it's just to say that he's not thinking of La Liga move this summer. And for Lewandowski, it's different. Lewandowski is open. Lewandowski is thinking about this possibility with Barca. And so there are conversations. Let's see how it will continue. But for sure, he's a target for Barcelona. So the summer of strikers is starting. As you said, the summer of strikers will keep you right here because Lewandowski to Barcelona could be more than just a rumor. All right, well, I wanted to talk about, speaking of summer of strikers, I wanted to end with somebody that we all love here as well. And we're going to see him in the Champions League, perhaps not make it to the semifinals. It might be too much of a mountain to climb. But regardless, he did. Uh, he scored a hat-trick this past weekend. He scored against Liverpool the you know days before that. Darwin Nunez, the Uruguayan star, tipped to also take the mantle from Edinson Cavani and Luis Suarez as Uruguayan national team continues. But also, it's a big, big summer for him as well. And David Ornstein of The Athletic reporting that Chelsea, Man United and PSG are the front runners to sign him. Any other clubs as well can join that range because I presume, because you obviously reported as well that West Ham wanted him. Obviously, Benfica were like, no, thank you. I presume, Fabrizio Romano, that Darwin Nunez wants Champions League football. He wants Europe. So he's not going to go to a club that can't guarantee that. But am I wrong? Who else is in the running for? Because he's a, he's a talent. He's a fantastic striker. I agree with you. He reminds of Edinson Cavani since he was playing for Almeria. So this has always been yes. a feeling around him. And so this player is special. And his agent is now, to, is now going to be really close to Orge Mendes. And so the relationship is going to make the difference. Uh, for sure, these clubs are interested. But as you mentioned, West Ham on deadline day, they made an official proposal, 45 million and Benfica said no. I'm sure that this summer, less than 70, 75 million is impossible to sign Darwin Nunez. So they need, who's going to sign Darwin Nunez? They need 75, 80 million for Darwin. So it's not an easy negotiation. I'm sure that there are many clubs looking for a striker. Italian clubs were asking for him, but now for Italian clubs, it's impossible. Let's see what Arsenal will do, if they will be in Champions League or not, because he was a player they discussed internally in January and even with the, his former agent. So let's see now what happens and what changes with Orga Mendes. I'm told that he's a player discussed internally at May United right now because they will go for a striker. And so May United are thinking of him as a possibility, but they will decide with the new manager. And so let's see what Eric Ten Hag or the new manager, let's see who will be, will decide with the, with the board. But now at the moment, he's just exploring the market, but I'm sure that he will be one of the big names. I'm sure that he will leave Benfica. And so I would keep the race open, not just to these three clubs, but because Orgamendes, we know how he moves. He's, he's able to change the situation in two, three days, as happened with Cristiano Ronaldo to Man United. So everything will be open, but Darwin Nunez will be one of the big names in the summer. Yeah, the summer of strikers, baby. We're going to have a lot of them, and Fabrizio Romano is going to be all over it. Fabrizio Romano, make sure to follow him on Twitter, Instagram, of course. Plenty, plenty more reporting coming, of course, as the summer strikers nears and gets closer and closer. Read his content on CBS Sports and so much more fab. 
Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, my friend. See you in the coming days. Enjoy Champions League football. And uh, we speak soon on Kegolas. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. Kegolasso pod on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Kegolasso. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this channel and spread the word. Fabrizio Romano, LME, Kegolasso. We will see you next time. And just like Fab said, enjoy the Champions League action. See you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.